So when I think back to my kind of journey as a woman, I don't think I ever really started to think about what intimacy meant until my late 20s. It was one of those words that kind of just before I knew it was a part of my vocabulary and I'd never really dissected what that meant for me. And now that I am a sex coach and I speak to people all over the world about sex and sensuality and intimacy, obviously now I'm more invested in the definitions behind those words when we use them. What does love mean? What does intimacy mean? What is my relationship to sex? I'm a little bit more attached to those conversations. They mean more to me. And uh, I don't really like when I think about the word intimacy, I kind of think about myself and what that means for me. And I don't think I've ever truly experienced a lot of different forms of intimacy. So there are four different types of intimacy. And I want to say the very first time I experienced intimacy in a way that felt very safe and healthy was with a guy best friend that I had. And we had never had sex or anything like that, but he was my safe space. And that was just based off of the type of friendship that we had. And we would, he would embrace me when I hugged him. I felt safe. I felt comforted. And what I later realized was that that was the type of intimacy that I, I held dear to my heart. So today we're going to talk about intimacy. We're going to unpack that. We're going to figure out, is there a universal form of intimacy? Uh, Some people probably view intimacy in one way, but there are multiple ways to view intimacy. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about intimacy. It's your freak hostess, Jody, and you're tuned into Provocative. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. I will marry a nigga awesome dick because everything else we can work on. And I've, I have uh, sporadic periods of excessive masturbation. I really like how that just sounded. If I fuck you once and it's good, I'm going to keep fucking you. Because I didn't start sucking dick until college. Blew in that man's butthole. <laughs> that, that shit is wicked. That shit is... And today I have joining me, Rihanna and Adam from Bottled Up Bitches Podcast. Guys, I am so excited to have you guys on the show. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to you so you can introduce yourselves. And yeah, thank you for joining us on Provocative. Hi. Hello. We're so excited to be joining you today. Um, just to introduce ourselves a little bit, my name is Rihanna, and this is my producer man, Adam. Hi, I'm producer man, Adam. And uh, we host the Bottled Up Bitches podcast, which is a sex-positive conversation about all things uh, sex and relationships. And uh, yeah, we're on season three, and uh, yeah. we're having a good time. Season three, ready to be. So nice, season three, nice. <laughs> In addition to the podcast, how about you guys tell us a little bit more about your relationship and then we can go into what do, what does intimacy even mean? Yeah, so 
Adam and I are married. We've been um, married for seven and a half years. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And oh, we've been together for no, seven yeah. and a half. Oh, it's not old. Uh, seven and a half years together, three and a half years married. That makes more sense. Okay. I was like, I'm but a child. It's funny because um, isn't it the the woman who always knows the exact dates and the guy is like, oh, <laughs> I, th- I think maybe seven or eight. <laughs> Yeah, we're equal opportunists on everything. I love that. I love that. So, yeah, we uh, our relationship with intimacy is, is interesting. I definitely think it's changed over the years. And as we've gotten older, I, we've realized, you know, intimacy isn't just one thing. I think we were definitely in that same boat. I thought intimacy was just physical sex. Yeah, well, to kind of even further go into it, um, and we talked about this on our show uh, a few months ago, maybe six months ago or so. Um, we went through a pretty, pretty bad rough patch to the point where uh, I had moved out for a couple weeks. And that kind of led us on a journey specifically learning about intimacy and, and the different types of intimacy and how we can um, kind of use those various different types to strengthen our marriage. And I think so far I've been very successful at it. He's doing pretty good. So am I. It's something that we both had to learn um, how to improve on and learn about. So, yeah, there's, gosh, yeah, the book we read, uh, it's about the six pillars of intimacy, which is kind of their own thing. It wasn't the ones that you were talking about. Oh, some of, they were. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit of overlap. But. Yeah, quite a bit. So you said there were six pillars of intimacy. What Can you elaborate on those really quickly? So the ones from the, the, the ones we follow, um, we got emotional intimacy. We've got physical intimacy. We got spiritual intimacy and then sexual intimacy. And I think the two additional ones that, that, that covered in, in our book were, um, recreational intimacy and financial intimacy. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, (laughs) I like that. I like the I like the financial intimacy, because here's the thing with intimacy. I think there's this common feeling, regardless of in which way you choose to be intimate. But there has to there's some safety there. There's this huge feeling of safety and uh, there are different ways that you can feel safe with someone. Like, for example, I have a friend who. When it comes to certain money and financial questions, this this guy is probably the only person that I talk to. Sure. And I feel super safe having these conversations with him as opposed to someone else where it's like, okay, no, on a spiritual level, I feel comfortable being vulnerable and safe with you in this space. So that's super cool. That's super cool. Which which um, of the different pillars do you think you related the most to? Um, I think for me, I'm going to say related in the sense, I think the ones that really struck a chord with me were the emotional intimacy and financial intimacy, Mm -hmm. mainly because whenever we started learning about this, those were the two that I was really kind of like, oh, those are definitely struggles I have on having that strong intimacy in those two sectors with Mm -hmm. with my wife, for sure. Because, yeah, I mean, you know financial it's very intimate to kind of share your financials with someone um 
and have those open conversations, um, especially I think in the like hard times, right? Like when you're struggling, like all cards on the table, like, you know, in my early twenties and, and early in our relationship, I went through some, some pretty, you know, rough financial situation and tried to hide that from Rihanna and, mm-hmm. and until it came out in the open and, and got real bad. Um, so I learned the hard way that you have to have that strong financial intimacy to keep things going, going well, but, but it was a struggle for sure. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was outlined somewhere that that was important because me finding financial stability important made me feel almost shallow. Mm. So, yeah. So when I, when we were reading that and it was, and it goes into financial intimacy and it talks about why that's important and how it should be important and why you should have certain conversations and, and kind of hearing that that's normal and, and that's okay. And, if I'm demanding certain things and he's demanding certain things out of me for us to, whether it's stay financially afloat or that doesn't affect our credit, you know, just certain things like that, like why that's important and how it's, uh, it's not a bad non-negotiable to work on. Right. Right. And that makes, that makes sense. And I mean, you guys have married, you guys are married. I've never been married, but you know, kind of help me understand if this makes, you know, if, if this is an accurate thing to say, um, sometimes when you are not intimate in other pillars or aspects, whether it be financial or spiritual, it could trickle into your sexual intimacy. Right. So for example, you're not going to be turned on. You're not going to want to, Oh, you know what? I think I want to give you some head if we in debt if the bills is past due you're not gonna immediately want to like oh how do we you know what I'm saying like do you think it trickles it there there is some impact where if you're so focused on one type of intimacy it could be great but because there's no intimacy in these other areas it can mess up it can mess with your sexual intimacy oh absolutely oh yeah and I'm that's a hundred percent. I mean, a good sale just makes me horny alone. So of course they're gonna, you know, correlate. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he tells me, as as he, tells me he saves money, he got my my gift on sale. I'm like, you know, that 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 crosses off a lot of things in my book. No, I told him, it's funny <laughs> because uh, I've been asked like, what is something uh, non sexual that may like turns you on and makes you you know want to want to have sex, right? And I'll say stuff like. When a guy fixes something in front of me, like literally if I watch someone build a bookshelf, I'm like, oh, my God, I could like pull your dick out right now. Like and it's 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 just something like I could have I'm capable of reading directions that come from with this bookshelf that came from Amazon. I am perfectly capable of doing that. But it's something about watching someone else do it. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? Yeah. My financial spending makes me hot. Oh yeah, like uh, that too. I'm like, oh wait, did you you pay you pay some bills? Oh my god, is it horny in here? Like it's it's hot now. So I definitely get it. (laughs) While the fixing thing, Rihanna always tells people that uh, her type is someone who can who looks like they can build a rocking chair. They don't need to know how to, but as long as they look like they can build a rocking chair, she's into it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Because it definitely, I don't know. Like, I've, I've, I have this kind of idea of what turns me on. And anytime I see someone working hard, I'm like, ah, oh, 
I just, I want to spend time working hard to release you of all of the stress that you've just been through. And it, it could have been the easiest thing in the world, but it's literally just watching you mount a TV and it's like me next. Like, <laughs> like that's what that's what's literally going through my mind. It was crazy because I had an ex and he did like uh, he was like a contractor, like a general contractor. So I was always watching him do stuff. And I'm like halfway through a job. I'll, I'm, I'm ready for a quickie. And we would have quickies in between jobs because I'm like, I'm just looking at you and you're just I'm, I'm looking at your muscles and you're using a drill. And I'm like, me next. So, um, <laughs> I'm probably not the uh, best person to, uh, you know, have in your workspace if you're performing labor because <laughs> I will well, distract you. <laughs> it's so funny because Adam and I met working together uh-huh. and probably about six out of the eight years of relationship we've been through, we've worked together. So, hearing him give someone like a lecture or like give a give a lecture of 15 employees about the goals that they have and how they haven't met them and what are they going to do and wildcats get your head in the game you know like it's it, it gets me going it's a yeah. tone oh right? yeah that's like mental work. that's like mental intimacy right oh yeah yeah, yeah. i used to man, uh, manage warehouses and she worked on like more of the 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 uh office side of things but she would be in the warehouse sometimes and, and catch me you know giving um just, i'm gonna say disciplinary uh lectures to my team and, uh-huh. and she always would yeah she's like turned on by that yeah she's like okay <laughs> discipline me next <laughs> <laughs> yeah. did you guys ever sneak off in the warehouse since you work together it's a corporate place yes but uh i was like why can't you use this home with me in bed like why can't you scold me a little bit like ah. with so oh, he's working on it something <laughs> about him being in bed with me he's like does his own and we're working out of like a like almost a baby talk you do to me and i'm like don't do that yeah oh so it's like okay so now you're getting into like oh bringing in like a little role play like you know rihanna you're saying like look it turns me on when you talk to me kind of like you know aggressive like just like are you um have you guys taken like the bdsm uh test to figure out like what your kinks are we did do that but i do not remember what they were Huh. Yeah, I would have loved to, because because Rihanna, you're giving me bratty sub. Oh, ours wasn't this fun. No, this no ours wasn't this fun. I know, I Rihanna. But yeah, you're right. I love everything that you just said. <laughs> I was like, it's giving bratty sub, and as a as a fellow bratty sub, I I know when I hear something that sounds like something, I would say like, yeah, talk to me like this. <laughs> A bratty sub is just the stomach that makes your tummy hurt. <laughs> uh, Adam, what were you about to say? Oh, I was going to say, uh, I, I don't, I don't remember mine at all, but yeah, yours, I think was a little bit of that. I think yours was also in, and anyone who listens to our podcast, I think would know this. Um, you also have a, a tad, just a little splash of like cuckoldness <laughs> to you. Yeah. <laughs> nice um how do you think you guys have uh so again when it comes to those non-sexual aspects of intimacy after you read that book that 
you know, kind of elaborated on additional ways you could be intimate, intimate with each other. How do you think that kind of strengthened your relationship? Because Adam, you said you had kind of left for a while and then you guys came back and then you read the book. So how do you think your intimacy prior to that kind of like, how did that book help you? Um, I think for us, you know, you made a comment earlier about how does, you know, when one point of intimacy is, is you're struggling and does it affect the others? And I think like, I do enjoy the term of the pillars of intimacy because it truly is, you know, if you think of it like a structure mm-hmm. and, you know, in our case, the one we read, which had the six pillars. So like, if one pillar is crumbling, the roof is going to fall down too. So you have to kind of mm-hmm. keep them all uplifted. And I think for us, it was understanding which pillars was it that like we needed to strengthen. And then going into that, you know, like for me, the big one was the emotional intimacy. And so it was kind of coming back to her and, and me really you know, reading and try to understand, I, you know, it's like for me, I wasn't really in touch with my emotions. Like I didn't know how to process them. I came from a fairly emotionally stunted home. Mm-hmm. And so kind of understanding, you know, what I'm, what I, you know, if I'm mad, how do I actually like verbalize that? Or how do I like show that instead of internalizing it? And then it causes other issues. So I think for us, it was about nailing down, where, what is that pillar that we're struggling with and, and what are the steps we can take to build that pillar back up so that the roof can get back on board? Right, right. Does that answer the question? Yeah, definitely. What about you, Rihanna? you have anything to add? Oh, I, got, I, got, I got lost in, in, in Adam's recap. Um, <laughs> nice tiny all right now. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to ramble a little bit and Sometimes people get lost in what I'm saying, I and I get lost. I but you put it so eloquently song. too. So I like well, Rihanna. If, <laughs> if you guys need to have a quickie, <laughs> <laughs> I have this. I have this innate ability to sound like I know what I'm talking about. And but yet, he doesn't. And when I, I don't. But God, if he's convincing enough, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's the right, like, it's the right uh, church or cult recruited him to get people in. Like, I'd be so screwed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Adam, I have a question for you. What is your favorite non-sexual intimate thing to do with Rihanna? Ooh, I love that. Yeah, do tell. Um, I am a big proponent. Oh, not proponent, but for me personally, I really enjoy physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, it's very simple as I just enjoy, like, laying and, like, cuddling with Rihanna. Mm-hmm. That's, like, how I get my intimacy um, fuel going. Like, it's just laying. I like to. One thing that I really enjoy is we will get naked. And mm-hmm. not not have sex, but we will get naked and she will lay on me and we'll just kind of lay like that for, mm-hmm. for a little while in bed. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. It's probably one of my favorite things. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think mine would be, um, 
I just know that you you like physical intimacy. So I was like, you always like a good like a good surprise. Like when I in, uh, initiate. Um, but you said something way sweeter, so I'm trying to think. About that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I just know you like your, your intimacy is physical, so mm-hmm. I know that's what you like. Um, What's your preferred mm-hmm. form of intimacy, Rihanna? My preferred form of intimacy. Can I help you out? Because I think I know it. What is it? I think you like the emotional intimacy. Yeah. Strongly. I do. And I think one of your favorite things is when we, this sounds like super generic, <laughs> but like when we laugh together. Oh, I play skate. Okay. You yeah. love like when we just kind of sit and have like the bestest of times. I love like, to laugh. Like I will... If we are just having a tough time, I'm like, okay, well, we need to watch Portlandia, or we need to watch a TikTok, or or do you want to, uh, like, I need, I need a, I need to that la- laughing stimulation. Like, mm-hmm. my favorite thing at night is to pull out, like, 20 minutes worth of TikToks that I've collected throughout the day. And I know he doesn't like it all the time, but I find really good ones. And I feel really accomplished when I get him to really cackle at one. And I'm like, I knew you would like that. That's why I saved it. Yeah. And I'm not mad at that because I think I want to say I saw like a meme or something on uh, Facebook and someone said like, laughing together is my favorite form of intimacy. Right. And I also, I kind of joke because I, I like to crack jokes, like just like randomly in conversations with guys that I'm probably having sex with. And then if they laugh at me, my response would be hee hee. I'm going hee hee you at them draws later. Like laughter is oh, when you can laugh with someone. I feel like that just makes the sex better. Because you're more oh, yeah. comfortable with them, right? So it's like even when you have, like when you when you laugh during sex, it's like we're not laughing at each other. It was like, oh, oops, I queefed, <laughs> ha ha. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> when you can have when you or like for example with me, like sometimes if I'm like done giving somebody head and they really enjoyed it, I'll like kind of giggle after. Like I'm not laughing because your dick wasn't just in my mouth or anything like that it's just like relief where it's like you know what we're being intimate right now we're on the same page um so yeah i love laughing is and like i said i'm a silly person so i laugh a lot (laughs) yeah i i couldn't agree with you more but it can go too far because rihanna and i (laughs) love making each other laugh so much that you brought this up early you brought up like I, you, it was kind of just like an offhanded comment or laugh or making a joke, but about us role playing. Uh-huh. And we've tried to role play before. But you couldn't get through it because you were laughing too hard? No, not even that. <laughs> we get so into it that we ended up not having, we ended up not having sex. This happened multiple times. Wait, what? <laughs> and we, up, we don't have sex. And it's just both of us naked doing like a full improv show. <laughs> it's like, we'll do like the doctor and patient. And it'll turn into like me giving her a medical diagnosis. Feature like, we film. Do like, we do like a UCB style long form improv. Break the news to me that I don't have long to live. Yeah, I'm trying. And then to now you're like, wait, what? And then you're like in character, and now you're like instead. <laughs> I'm stressed. I'm verbally stressing to this to this doc naked doctor about how I don't think my injury well, is going to cover the procedure. You make it sound more it's literally it'll be more like if she's playing the doctor for example and she'll be like oh patient you need to take off your pants and I'll make a comment like 
I mean, I get that, but doctor, you shouldn't be naked. This is a medical exam. Like, this is highly inappropriate. And we'll just kind of go like that for so long and then just go to bed. Yeah, it's like at that point, like, we, we, you guys went too far down the rabbit hole. So at this point, we're just, you know, to be continued. It's one of those cliffhanger episodes. Just mm-hmm. to snowball off of that mess, you, you put a lot on me. But then I'll make a comment about something and you're like, that's not a real insurance company. And I'm like, yes, it is. And then he has, we stop whatever we're doing so he can Google something. Like he has to say, yes, it is. I think a no bite can be a valid improv tool if used correctly. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I could just uh, imagine if you guys, like, you know how, oh, you watch a, a porn with a plot, right? That would be extreme, like, because at this point, people are like, I just want to know what's happening next. Like, they, they forgot that they, they're not even paying attention to the fact that you're naked. Like, they're just like, oh, my God, they're really into it. They're really improv here. Um, I love that. I love that. Uh, so on Provocative, we like to entertain. We tell our stories. But how about one of you each tell me what your uh, favorite story uh, is? regarding like an act of intimacy oh it's like a really hard interview question i feel like i'm getting a oh, job sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay i think i got one yeah go ahead this happened pretty early i would say fairly early in our relationship you can uh are you talking about death till dawn set because i will i don't know what that is okay never mind i'll tell mine after thank okay. you thank you you reminded me of mine um was that like the wild thing sex no okay um <laughs> So, no, this happened pretty fairly early on. Um, I call Rihanna my pet name for... So, on the pod, on any... Like, when we do interviews or on the on the Bottled Up Bitches podcast, the, the only time I ever call her Rihanna. In life, she is Bunny. I call her Bunny, Bun. Like, I very rarely call her Rihanna outside of a quote-unquote professional mm-hmm. environment. And that's been going on probably, like, pretty much since the beginning. That was a pretty early name I had for her. And I don't remember if it was Halloween. I don't remember what the occasion was. But I came home. I think I was still in college. So I came home from either. It was Halloween. Was it Halloween? I came home from either work or, or school uh, to our apartment. We were living together at the time. And she had gotten this full-body, like, lace see-through jumpsuit, this white full-body lace see-through jumpsuit. She had these little pleasers on, and she had face paint, and her face painted all done up. She looked like a little bunny, and she had, like, ears and everything. Mm-hmm. And she just, like... You sound... As describing this, you sound like a furry. It was... No, it was... Yeah, I guess... But it wasn't, like, a bunny costume. You just had, like, your oh. nose. You just had, like, a bunny nose, like, the little black on your bunny nose and had the whiskers oh. and... And stuff. You just had face paint and then like little bunny ears and then your little jumpsuit. And I think that was kind of one of those like first moments that was for me really like this intimate moment. Like, because it was this sweet thing, her being like, you know, this sexual intimacy of she's looking all sexy and trying to turn me on, but also like taking this, this very intimate name that I call her and like using that, like incorporating that to be sexy. It's the one I thought of. I love that. That was really cute. Thank you. Thank you. 
I like okay. that. Um, I also think that sometimes people are afraid to dress up for their partner because mm-hmm. they don't want them. They don't want to be seen as like, oh, you look silly or, oh, I'm not. You know, mm-hmm. it's like th- it's a rejection thing. Right. Because it's like, oh, if I dress up like this and I look like a fool. Now I'm embarrassed. So I've been rejected in some way. Right. So I think that's also why I kind of, you know, role play intimidates a lot of people because they're like I don't want to look silly but again when you get into when you feel safe with someone there's no way you can look silly you cannot look silly because this is your person this is the person that you feel safe with you're intimate with them and if you're not comfortable enough showing that side of yourself you kind of have to take a look at yourself and then take a look at your partner and say like okay why is that Let's play the why game. I love the why game. I love asking myself, why do you feel like this? Okay, why why is that? Why is that? Until I can't say why anymore. And it's like, okay, that's probably the issue there. (laughs) I love that. I love that you were vulnerable and comfortable and confident to dress up in that way. And it obviously made a lasting impression because you guys are married. Yeah. I didn't realize that one was... uh uh, such a standout because in my mind I was just doing something fun. Yeah. But uh, mine would definitely be I call it just till dawn sex. And when we first started dating, there were times where we were up for like. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the movie. No, okay. I've never seen just till dawn. I know. No, when you when you said dust till dawn sex, I just knew you were like, oh, you guys were fucking all night. I just knew that's where you were going with it, and to, yeah. thank you, thank you. I'm yeah. Let's let, let's keep going with this story. I like it already. <laughs> I need to. Talk yeah, that's what has. It's I, actually found the highest scene where she's stripping. Like it's okay. a pretty yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> but we would like we would just like spend all day together. We would come home. We would eat whatever. Go to the movie something. I'd go back to his apartment. We weren't living together yet, and. Uh, we would just have, we would literally just have sex all night. Like, we would take small breaks to, like, laugh. We would talk for a little bit, start making out, have sex all over again. Because I'll never forget, because I was in college, it was summertime, but I was taking summer classes, and I remember just laying there with him, and I remember gasping and thinking, like, this is the craziest thing I've ever done. Uh, I was like, is that the fucking sun? Because uh, I knew when the sun was coming up, I had to get up and go to class. It was like an 8 a.m. clock or some shit. Oh, so you didn't so get like, any oh, sleep. No, I woke up and I was like, I the sun up. I got to fucking go because I have to get dressed. I have to go to class. <laughs> I love that. I had a dust, till, I had a dust till dawn threesome. That was like fun. No, it was work because it was funny because I had already set an alarm, right? I set an alarm and I told them I'm leaving here at this time. And then I asked the guy, I said, what time was it? And it was like 30 minutes before I had to wake up. I was like, get off of me. Like, I need to sleep for the next 30 minutes. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I was super tired. That was a very exhausting day. Um. I love that. I love the idea of dust till dawn because did it it was worth it, right? Like when you when you went to sleep, you got like the best sleep you 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 could have gotten, right? Like it just made everything better. It was like, oh, you know what? If I had to lose sleep, this was my preferred method of losing sleep. 
Oh, a hundred percent. And I was 19 and I, I didn't go clubbing or anything. Like I didn't stay out late. I was not that I just didn't do that. So at that point in time, it felt like the most crazy adult, irresponsible thing I've ever done. You know? Uh-huh. Uh, I love you that. Know, like, wow. Yeah. And it's like, it again, fun. it's like, you know, you feel safe. It, it felt worth it. Like, that's what I think intimacy is. Like you, you have no regrets when you're safe and intimate with someone, right? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. there's no, because you feel so safe in this space, there are no negatives when it comes to being intimate, right? Because you're safe. You're right. in a safe space. You're with your person. Um, so I love that. I love that. Um, what What would be some tips that you would give people if they were trying to work on intimacy, with their partner or even with themselves. Um, I've tried to be more intimate with myself so that I can figure out what, what, what that healthy kind of balance of intimacy is. Cause I think sometimes people misunderstand what that means, what it means to be intimate. They're like, Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, they say intimacy and someone's like sex. It's like, well, yeah, that's one type. But what does it mean to, you know, be intimate with other people and then be intimate with yourself? But what do you think would be some tips? I'm going to take it a step further and say, I think what's really important is making a goal. So, like, even if in your case, your your goal, your what you're wanting to do is explore your uh, intimacy with yourself, I would, like, make a goal. What does that look like? Like, writing down what actions mm-hmm. you would do to be more intimate with yourself and how often are you going to work on that? Um, because following through on some of these things and, and not forgetting to do them or act on them or make better choices or putting time aside for yourself, your spouse, whoever, um, that all is hard and it, it's breaking a bad habit. I love so that. making, yeah, setting a goal with it is going to be the most important thing to make sure that you actually do it. And it's something that you prioritize. Yeah, definitely. I love that because I talk a lot about doing things with intention on provocative. So if your intentions are to have sex with someone, right? But it's not just to have sex with someone, it's to have great sex. We we go into mm-hmm. we don't we don't we don't go into, you know, having sex with someone and say like, uh, I want some meh sex. I want some mediocre sex today. Like really be intentional, like lean into it. What can you do to make sure that you you have the outcome that you want? Right. You want to have great sex. What what can you bring to the table? So when you say, you know, set goals, that kind of resonates with me because like, yes, it, you have to work on it. None of these things are easy. And that's the thing we begin saying we begin using words that we haven't really thought about. Like we just throw intimacy around we throw love around we throw sex around but we never really sit with those words sit with our relationship to those words right the way in which we're using them what does this mean what does pleasure mean what what do all of these words mean and how am I going to act on it and make sure that I have the best experience possible so I love that I love setting goals what about you Adam I think uh, I would go with kind of uh, the golden rule of our podcast and kind of what I would consider the golden rule of relationships is communication. Like just having that open, honest communication with your partner. And I think you can use that for that self intimacy thing. I think 
we as people tend to probably the person we lie to the most is ourselves. Oh, and being able mic to, drop. I know. <laughs> God, I'm good. Um, being, and being able to kind of look at ourselves honestly in a very brutal and hard way and understanding like what it is you need to work on. Yeah. And that's, that's that darker, meaner. I don't know. That sounds worse than it is, but like, I think we all, you know, we all should be striving to improve ourselves until we're dead. Like there's at no point should we be like, you know what? I think I got it. I think I'm at the top. I can be. But I, so I think like part of that is having that very brutally honest conversation with yourself to be more intimate with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. My favorite form of intimacy with myself is masturbation. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If I had to think about my spiritual stuff, I'm like, I do. I have amazing singing bowls. That's my favorite thing. I love to um, meditate and use my singing bowls for spiritual intimacy with myself. I like to journal for mental intimacy I like to budget over and over and run numbers with myself. And it makes me feel like, oh, okay, you have a plan. Even if I don't, it makes me feel like I do. So I guess that's my form of financial intimacy. But um, yeah, I love both of those. I think those are two really good tips. So uh, Rihanna, you said that you think we have to set goals. Um, Adam, you said you think that we have to have honest conversations with ourselves. And then I'm just going to say, like, at that point, if you are setting the goals and you are communicating, then guess what? Number three, just do that shit. Just do that shit. Just just do it because you can. And here's the thing. Practice. Like, try something. Like, really try it. Don't like, oh, I kind of tried, didn't like it. Like, no, actually be intentional. Put your effort behind it. Try something that you haven't tried before. See how you feel about it, whether it be intimate, you know, whether it be, you know, sex, a sexual act that's a little bit more intimate. Try it. See how you feel. Reflect on that. Dissect that shit. Like, why did I feel this way? I've never felt this way before. Did you like that feeling? Proceed. Did you not like that feeling? Take a step back. Reflect on why you didn't like it. And then see what might have needed to change. It could be something financial. It could be something spiritual, mental. But we like sex on this podcast, so we're going to stick with that. (laughs) (laughs) But try something sexual. Or even if it's not sexual intimacy, but some sort of physical intimacy. What makes you comfortable? Um, Step outside of that role. Um, I I have a, a... a friend and a colleague, uh, Terry Roseland on the Terry Roseland podcast, he posed a question to his uh, Facebook followers about women initiating sex. A lot of women don't initiate sex. Why is that? They think like, oh, I'll give you this look and then you're supposed to know. Right. But we know men are simple and they don't always take hints. Right. But what is something sexually intimate that you can try to step outside of your comfort zone? Um, again, building up off what Rihanna and Adam just said, have an honest conversation with yourself, set goals, and then try something new. Just do it. Do that shit. Right. Um, 
so we talked about a lot today um rihanna and adam would you guys like to give any closing remarks to the audience oh closing remarks um yeah just, just branch out try something new and whether it is something new uh intimacy sexually you know just or maybe it's not maybe it's something you learned today that you didn't realize was part of intimacy uh, sit down and write down what that means to you and, you know, come up with some goals on how you're going to address it. Cause we all, we need, we need all these things, guys. We can't like ignore them within ourselves or in our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I'll give a, uh, a very Adam style closing remark. Uh, you know, the journey through intimacy is tough. So sometimes you just got to strap up your bootlaces and keep and can get to marching. So don't be afraid. It it takes courage. Get up there. Get going. Yeah. (laughs) Do that shit. All right. Well, again, I want to thank you, Rihanna and Adam. Uh, Guys, please go check out Bottled Up Bitches podcast. Uh, All of their information will be in the show notes. On that note, we out. Before you go. I want to remind you to embrace your inner hoe. Thank you for tuning into Provocative, and don't forget to follow us on all streaming platforms. Happy hoeing! P R H O E B O C A T I V E. Spell with the word hoe because deep down we all got some hoe in us, and this is your safe space to be unapologetically provocative. Oh, is my ground too masculine? Put the nigga in missionary and yeah. the <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>